The views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow, everyone, welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I am so thrilled that I get to connect and chat with all of you every day on a regular basis and through Transformation Talk Radio. Thank you guys so much for tuning us in, turning us on. And, you know, today was an extraordinary day. Uh, just like so many of the days I have on air, you know, I get to connect with all of the listeners and, and I have to say this, you all inspire me to do what I do and to do it in a better way every day in terms of what we're bringing the programming. And let me tell you, what we've got planned for 2013 will just blow you away. This is a time for all of us that have been so blessed to raise the bar and give back to the world in ways that none of us could ever really imagine. And it is through the collaborations, the partnerships, especially with folks like the folks you're going to meet tonight on the show, that we all get together, you know, to promote a level of wellness uh, and, and wholeness that goes beyond what so many people have been able to talk about in the past today Curing the Incurable, Being You and Creating Health with Liam Phillips and his very special guest, someone that I've got to talk to a bunch of times, Gary Douglas of Access Consciousness. Many of you have been touched profoundly by the work of the practitioners, the folks that have come to the show from Access Consciousness, including Gary and Dr. Dane and Liam. But tonight, we're going to get to take a look at what this means to fully understand the relationships in our lives, to understand what it means to heal for the sake of healing, for the joy of it. Liam Phillips, as you know, has been on the show, and his story is one of those stories that you think about, you read about, you hear about, and you ask yourself the question, did that really happen to someone? And the answer is yes. Imagine someone having a frail body, often sick, looking at his life and thinking that, you know, I, I don't know how I'm going to cure myself or I don't know how I'm going to be cured. Well, Liam and I share that in common. We both know what it's like to be given a diagnosis and having the medical profession, A, tell us there is no cure for it. And in my case, tell us that what I have isn't even recognized by the medical community. So today we're not here to talk about them. We're here to talk about you. We're here to talk about what it means to understand all of the relationships in our lives. You know, what does it mean to be in relationships that serve us, nurture us, and what are the other relationships? Why did we sign up 
to be partnering with some of the people that we've said yes to. Uh, Liam, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. And I know you are going to introduce our very special guest today. Hello, Dr. Pat. Thank you so much for a glowing intro there. And um, my whole body is sort of like shaking. It's, um, it's the joy of the molecules moving around in my body as I introduce um, my guest today, uh, Gary Douglas, founder of Access Consciousness. And with all my heart, I'd just like to – I am so grateful for Gary Douglas in my life. It's like when I first met Gary Douglas, I was wider than a, wider than a sheet – and or perhaps I was even grey and, and white and Gary has give, gifted me so many tools and so many body processes that have allowed me to change so much of what was um, ailing me back then. And now, as you say, I'm stepping into more of the joy of healing. And so it's with great gratitude that I can introduce Gary Douglas. Hello, Gary. Hello, Liam. Thanks. Thanks for having me, you and Dr. Pat. No? Well, Liam, why don't you start the conversation? Because I think this is a huge, huge show we're doing today about relationships. You know, and let's start off with an interesting statistic that has come out recently. Most of the folks here that we believe, let's just call them the experts on marriage in the United States, say that we have not only one of the highest divorce rates, but what we have going on right now are more people staying in marriages, staying in relationships due to economic circumstances, meaning when they look at the checkbook, they say, oh, guess what? I really don't like you. But it makes more financial sense for us to stay together. Now, today's show is about many different aspects of relationships. But I cannot even imagine what that's got to feel like. And, uh, uh, you know, Liam, let's talk a little bit about what the energy, what happens when we stay too long or we don't stay long enough. Hmm. Well, it's, I'm just going to tell a little bit of a story that when I first, uh, when I first got sick, um, I, went to, I went to hospital and um, I was less than 40 kilos. And at that stage, the doctor was called. And, you got to put that in pounds because the Americans don't understand. Oh, pounds. Yeah. Less, than 80, less than 80 pounds. There we go. I was a stick. And so the doctor came around and said I had about 24 hours to live. And at the time, my ex-wife was there, and she said, um, "She said to me, I don't care what you choose. If you choose to, if you choose to leave the planet now, then I'm gone. See you later. Um, if you choose to stay, stay on the planet, then I will do everything I can to assist you." So, what was really amazing about that was the level of allowance that she had for my choice. And with that, with that allowance, I was actually able to choose for me. So when we, when we go into a relationship and we're choosing either for money or choosing for somebody else or, or something else, how much of, of yourself do you have to divorce? And I, I think Gary has got a book out called Divorceless Relationships, which, um, which really goes into this, this idea of where, everywhere where we divorce ourselves from ourselves and thus never allow um, 
aspect, the joy of, of life and the joy of healing and the joy of living. And so, yeah, what would you like to add to that, Gary? Well, from my point of view, it's like when you, you – know, it's like almost everybody I've worked with that's had a serious disease like cancer, prostate cancer, you know, uterine cancer, ovarian cancer, uh, you know, uh, what is it, breast cancer and those things. It's like every time I ask them the question, and I always ask this weird question called, so what are you dying to get out of? Because basically you get cancer, you're dying to get out of something. So what is it you're dying to get out of? And it was interesting because repeatedly what has shown up is people are dying to get out of their relationships. And it's like, and it's so amazing to me that you would make yourself unwell to get out of a relationship rather than going for a divorce. But having been in that position myself, at one time, I understand it. You know, it's like you don't believe it's a good idea to get a divorce and you don't believe it's a good idea. But I, I had a lady say something to me at one time when I was feeling that way. And she said, well, so what are you teaching your kids by staying with staying in a relationship that isn't working? And I went, oh, my God, I'm teaching they have to stay with a relationship that doesn't work. Is that really the legacy I want to give my children? And I went, okay, you know what? I can look at this a different way. And I started at that point to look at things in a different way so I could see how I could choose something different and in so doing create more possibility for me and my kids. Because you know what? Everybody needs the chance. And it's like if you're happy, it's amazing how well your body can get. Well, you know, yeah. this is really kind of an interesting uh, dynamic we're finding out more and more every day about, you know, what the effects are of the relationships we have in our lives and how they translate to many, many things. Illness, health, wellness is one aspect of them. Um, many people talk about the energy of relationships. Um, you know, I'd like to ask each of you, Liam, to relate to that conversation. You know, A, do relationships have a force field? And if so, you know, what is the dynamic between two people that happens? Liam? Yes, uh, from my point of view, um, that a relationship is actually the measurement of of distance between two people or two objects. So when we're when we're in relationship um, with another person, uh, you may you may find yourself saying, "Oh, I need more space." Yes, yeah? so you create you create more distance, and that's often based on a judgment. And when you and when that person is feeling too far away, you say, "Oh, that person is." You know, they, they feel too far away from me. I can't connect with them. And you want to pull them in. And often this is based on a judgment. So there's no, it's not really a communion or an energy. It's, it's more of how far away are they and what can I, and how can I change me or what can I cut off in order to, to bring the relationship or that entity that we call the relationship to um, how I would like it. So one of the things that I've been looking at in my own world at the moment, because I'm just, I'm just about to move and do I, stay, do I stay with my partner or do I move by myself, mm-hmm. is that I've been looking at this, you know, what am I choosing for here? Am I, cho- am I choosing for me? Am I choosing for the, the relationship or the entity that we call the relationship? Or am I choosing for her? Or am I choosing for everybody else out there? And in, in so doing, if, if I'm not choosing for me, I cut off a huge amount of awareness about what could be creating and generating my life. Um, 
and I have done that and and I tend to then exclude people. So often a relationship, um, a one-on-one relationship with another person often excludes everybody else because if you have sex with somebody else, then, oh, my God, you've just done the wrong thing rather than what if, what if you what if you never cut yourself off from any but from the energy of everybody else and included them within your relationship rather than have a relationship that was and i'm not talking about going out there and having rampant sex but what i am talking about is what if you actually didn't make relationship exclusive well one of the things i one of the things i love you know i love about this whole area is it's like i you know have dealt with a whole lot of people and it's like what they do is they do a monogamous relationship, which means if it's monogamous, it actually is one person is in control. And so many of the relationships I've known, I had friends who have these relationships where one person is in control and the other person is not really part of the computation. I was talking with a lady today and her husband, her husband wants her to give up everything that she likes doing so that they can have a partnership except that how is it a partnership if one person gives up everything they love? Is that really something that's going to create more partnership or is that going to create more problems? And I look at it and I go, uh, you know what? you got to have a place where you can actually, a space in which you're included in the relationship. And I know that, you know, I did monogamy and it's like, and eventually I became unexcluded in my relationship. And it's like, literally my wife would say, I'd say, can I have so-and-so over for dinner? And she'd go, no. I don't like them. Ten minutes later, she called me. I invited so-and-so for the weekend. You don't mind, do you? And I realized that what I wanted was irrelevant. What she did, what she wanted was relevant. And it's like, that was not her fault. That was mine. I gave up me to create that. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Gary, because that's really, you know, I'm listening and, you know, especially in the context of conversation I had with a friend of mine and, you know, thinking to myself, what is it? What is it that happens to us? And my gosh, I I can't even begin to tell you, you know, what the experience has been of a very close friend of mine. What is it? What part of us that is willing to trade in who we are, you know, to sacrifice what we think another person is looking for? You know, I I used to use the term compromise, and I don't even go there anymore because I hear so many stories of what people are saying about their own lives, how much of themselves they are willing to give up because they don't believe that they can have, you know, a win-win in things. And I think I'm really struck by that because I don't come from that base myself. I don't come, you know, from a, a background where where we didn't try at least to make sure that we had communication and talk about, you know, seeing that folks had a balanced way of being together. I'm not saying we did it perfectly. Uh, a lot of shouting and screaming in the Italian family. But I am saying there was a conversation about what would you need? What do I need? Are we not getting the skills around this? Is that what's going on? Or are we just so bent on getting what we want? From my point of view, it's like we have been, you know, we've been trained. It's like one of the things I noticed in dealing with men is for the most part, they've been trained, in trained to believe that they are the problem. 
And so they have to fix whatever's going on. And they are, you know, and communication equals she talks, I listen. And it's like, wait a minute, how, how is that communication? I was stunned to find out that that's really what some people believe is communication. She talks, I listen. Uh, that's not communication. Where's your point of view in this? Well, it doesn't matter what my point of view is. I have to make her happy. It doesn't matter what, you know, my point of view is. I have to make him happy. And it's just amazing to me that we have more interest in making others happy than we do in having happiness ourselves. What kind of health are you going to have if you're not happy? What kind of anything are you going to have? I mean, this is a this is a question, and you know, we're talking a little bit here about you know being in love relationships, but the broader picture about this is being in relationships. Period. You know, one of the things that um, we talked about the other day, we actually did a show on it, was bullying in the workplace. A lot of conversation on bullying, right? We get that from our children, from the you know from the recorded suicides happening around this. Uh, but bullying in the workplace has taken on a life of its own. And some people look at this, uh, Gary and Liam, akin to one of the most devastating places of helplessness for people. So what that says is we've gotten to a place where we don't believe we have the power to choose. And I would love for you both to talk about that, that idea, that place, that feeling of helplessness that so often shows up. That's, uh, that power to choose mm-hmm. is something that, uh, from, from my experience, was really sort of beaten out of me, not literally, mm-hmm. but um, out of me when I was at school and, um, and in my early years at home is I was only ever given, like, the choice between two things and I never really was shown actually how to choose um, and what that actually looks like. I was just given the... You can either you can either choose the apple or you can choose the banana, and that was it was always from a limited from a limited choice. So mm-hmm. it's it's really it's really interesting how I mean Gary was talking earlier on about how we as adults and as parents um, we can show our children a different way of being in relationship with people. By, by stepping into choosing for ourselves within the relationship and not divorcing any part of that. And um, that would actually empower children to see, oh, they're choosing for themselves, not choosing against another, mm-hmm. which I often see quite, uh, quite a lot where somebody goes, oh, I'm, I'm going to choose this because, because I don't like it, you know, so... But instead, actually choosing so it never excludes anybody, includes the, the energy in totality. So, get Gary. One of the things that we have in Access is a tool. It's called Living in 10-Second Increments. And if you make choices in 10 second, seconds and it's like it's only good for 10 seconds, then you, don't, then you have the range of choice starts to open up. And so, like right now, you can try this, okay? So you got 10 seconds to live the rest of your life. You know, the world is filled with lions, tigers, bears, and poisonous snakes. It just looks like, you know, looks like your city. And so we got 10 seconds to live the rest of our lives. What are you going to choose? Okay, that 10 seconds is up. You got 10 seconds to choose the rest of your life. What do you choose? Okay, that 10 seconds is up. You got 10 seconds to choose the rest of your life. What do you choose? 
And right about here, after the third choice, most people run out of choice. They only know how to choose three things in any one day. And that's wow. That's how most people function, which is kind of frightening. Cause wow. Because it creates this amazing limitation in what is available to us. Wow. You know, I mean, that's actually shocking to hear you talk about that, that like that. Uh, because uh, with, with the world of possibilities that we live in, um, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's immense. It's epic, actually. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, why is it we get stuck in this place then? You know, what prevents us from seeing the world of possibilities? Well, I think it's to a certain extent, I know part of it has to do with how we were raised. And it's like I know in my family, they didn't want you to believe you could have anything. They wanted you to be able to live within the structure of what they decided was possible for pretty much anybody to choose. So they didn't want you to think that there were unlimited possibilities. They wanted my, my parents wanted me to know that you didn't have unlimited choice. You had to choose within the range of what was. And choosing from a limited menu is always better than choosing from an unlimited menu. And it's like, you know, it's like you, you've gone to restaurants where they had like, you know, 200 pages of food you could, you know, you could choose from. Right. And that's always kind of daunting because you feel like, eh, 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 what do I choose? But if you have like 10 things on the menu, easy to choose from 10 things. But we're not taught from, you know, anywhere in our lives that you can have an unlimited menu and know what you want, which is the greatest sadness I think there is in the world. Yes. The thing you should have is the ability to know you can have anything you really want. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. Absolutely. You know, what's interesting about this and, you know, bringing it back to relationships is, you know, there sometimes we get out of the relationship arena and we look at our lives and we there's some people that can be extremely successful. You know, but as, as, as a friend of mine says, you know, I thought I had it all. You know, I had the, the four car garage. Uh, I had the pool, everything, the country club. You know, I thought I had it all. And at the same time, we, we look at our life as having either A or B, but rarely do we look at thinking or think about the fact that we can have it all, but not from his perspective. What he was saying to me is none of that mattered. I was miserable, miserable. And he said, it's not that I had to get rid of all those things. He said, I had to figure out what part of me did I sell? This is his language. What part of me did I sell in order to get those things? So, so can we talk about this for a minute in terms of relationships? You know, don't we feel sometimes that we're selling part of ourselves in order to make a relationship work? We hear that phrase over and over and over again. Well, one of the things that in doing relationship seminars, one of the things I've noticed is that if you get, if you're a person who believes that in your relationship you should give to, you know, 150%, you always manage to pull somebody who will take 200% from you. <laughs> it's like, it's bizarre. People who are willing to have somebody who's willing to be equal to them or be someone who is truly connected to them and willing to contribute, that person will create a whole different universe. And that's really what we've got to look for is the person who's willing to have, you know, to have more in life, not from the sense of I get more and you get less, but from 
how do we both get? How do we all get more? Yeah, one of the one of the questions that I like to ask is, you know, who can I have in my life that's going to be nurturing and caring for me and my body? And that way I'm putting that question out to the universe. So I don't have to actually physically go out there and start looking for that person. The universe will start to show me the energy that would be nurturing and caring for my body. You mean you don't have to go out to the pubs and the bars? <laughs> Only if you want to. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that I think we get to ask ourselves all the time is, and and this is something I love, Gary, I want to get back to what you talked about, in being able to look at, you know, a situation or decision every 10 seconds. Because I don't think that we allow ourselves, first of all, to, to make those decisions. But secondly, we really, really struggle with changing our minds and whether it is okay to do that. And everything from changing your mind about the relationship you're in to changing your mind about what you actually want to eat on the menu or how you want to eat it. You know, let's talk about that. I mean, don't we have to give ourselves permission, first of all, to actually be in a 10-second mode that allows us for the next 10-second decisions to be different? Well, from my perspective, I think it means you have to learn how to choose because it's like most of us don't know how to choose because we mm-hmm. were given, you know, massive choice. So from my perspective, that's the reason I gave the 10-second increments of choice because mm-hmm. it's like when you choose that, okay, so right now just everybody out in the audience, think about, okay, think about the person you're in relationship, okay? Now, for this 10 seconds, hate them and want to divorce them. Okay, that 10 seconds is up. Now love them totally. Okay, that 10 seconds up. Now hate him. Okay, that 10 seconds up. Now love him. Okay, that 10 seconds up. Now hate him. Okay, that 10 seconds is up. Now love him. Okay, now how much more feeling towards them and for them do you have now after making choices like that? Hmm. And most hmm. people find that they actually care more for their partner after doing that than they ever did before. You know? You know, I want to ask you, Liam, I want to ask you this question related to this. Uh, you know, how have your relationships uh, been related to your health and well-being? Because I know I talked to you about your, you know, your journey, your healing journey, and, you know, it, and, and my own. And uh, it really does beg the question, you know, how have you been able to look at your own life and think, okay, you know, this is the relationship that has affected my life or my, my well-being at that point in time. Can you talk to that for a minute? Mm, sure. When I was uh, deep in the dark, dark cave of disease, um, mm-hmm. my wife and I came together one day and we both said it at, at the same time. It was interesting. Um, let's get a divorce. And as soon as, as, soon as we actually... Uh, brought that energy up and allowed it to be there. Um, it was amazing. The change in my body was, was almost overnight. And, it, and late, later on, we, 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 sep- uh, we, we separated and we sold the house. And I didn't have anywhere to live. And my, and my partner said, oh, well, um, you can come and stay with me until you get better. And... I went and stayed with her and we, and we went straight back into relationship again and guess what happened to my body? I went from having 
uh, a remarkable um, change in my body to almost dying. It was, mm. it was, and it was quick too. It wasn't. It was almost overnight getting worse again. So, with regards to 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 relation relationships and changing relationships um, with disease, it's sort of like you want to what with choice. What's coming up for me is like I was always looking for the right the right choice, and so often I didn't I didn't want to really make that choice of of getting a divorce or talking about that with my wife. Because in this reality, divorce is looked at as a wrongness, you know, and you, and you don't want to do it. So I looked at every single possibility that I, I, I knew of at that stage not to actually um, not actually to bring up that energy around divorce because, because I thought that was wrong in that, at, at that particular time. Now, living more in those 10 seconds of increments that, that Gary has suggested so I don't have to make myself wrong when I'm angry with my partner or I don't have to make myself right when, when I'm happy with her either. So it's, it's like stepping out of that judgment of myself and judgment of another. Gary, one of the things that I wanted to ask you is, you know, out of all of the things we could talk about, about relationships and health, and Liam, thank you for sharing that, you know, let's talk about what you might believe at this moment are the top three things we should remember, uh, and remember to the point of why, why relationships have that effect on our bodies but the reverse as well you know how does then how do then we get into this spiral you know this dance relationship health relationship health and sort of that dance that goes on to the point where you can't figure out which is cause and which is effect well first of all the main cause of any problem with your body or your relationship is your level of happiness Mm -hmm. when you're happy it's like everything goes good. When you get unhappy, then things start to go bad. But it's like when things are going bad and you're not feeling happy, then you got to look for what's going to make you happy instead of trying to fix the relationship as though the relationship is the problem or that your health is the problem. What am I not doing to make myself happy today? You know, it's like I was in my relationship, in my last marriage, I had four kids. I was working all the time. I, you know, just was, was pretty much miserable because there was no time for me to do anything for me. I was doing everything for kids and wife. And then I finally went, okay, so what would I, if I was really choosing something for me, what would I choose? When was the last time I was totally friggin' happy? And I remembered that it was when I owned a horse. So I went out and I got a horse and I started riding two or three times a week. And within a very short period of time, my health increased my marriage got better, and everything started to go well. And even my business got better because I was choosing what was making me happy as a number one priority. So you got to do happiness as a priority, not happiness as something that gets put on the back burner until everything gets done. And so that's one of the main things I would say. Your happiness is the cause of the choice for a greater relationship and greater health. And look for your happiness and what brings you a sense of joy, don't look for what makes the other person happy. Most people will tell you that, well, I'm happiest when she's happy or I'm happiest when he's happy. Okay, that's nice. And where are you in the computation? You've got to be in the computation of your life too. 
And so many people are so willing to not be in the computation of their own lives, thinking that that's the way it should be. And that isn't our best choice. So remember to choose in 10-second increments. Because if you choose in 10-second increments, you can't make a mistake. You know, if you choose to hate your partner for 10 seconds and you choose to love them for 10 seconds, pretty soon you're going to find out which one you like the best. And you're going to choose that. I'm telling you, I know exactly what you're talking about with that one, boy. But I really love the 10-second deal, um, deal about this because we hold on to stuff way too long. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, yeah, Gary's like, oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is really, when we hold on to things for more than 10 seconds, it really turns out to become, it becomes a monumental hurdle. And the reason that I'm, I'm talking about it, we just got an instant message in here, and somebody said, would you please, uh, please talk about family relationships. I think this is great. We have a uh, one of our listeners saying, this is a great conversation. Please, uh, please ask Gary and uh, Liam to address family relationships, given that we're just stepping into the holiday season. Can you address the issues around how to use, I guess they're calling it the 10-second rule, how to use the 10-second rule, Gary, around your relatives? What a great question, huh? Yeah, really good question. So from my perspective, it's like, first of all, I always ask people to destroy and uncreate everything your relationship was with your family yesterday so that when you go in, you're not expecting the bad that you normally get or the judgment you normally get or any of that mm. kind of stuff. You're expecting... You know, it's like you're not expecting anything. It's our projections and our expectations that create the problems in our lives. If you go in in the 10-second increments and go, okay, so what's really here and what can we do with this and how can I be or do different, um, then everything gets easier. And that's really where you want to be, where everything gets easier. Mm. Mm. You know, I, let's talk, Liam, from your point of view, you know, let's talk about, you know, address this question for, for our, our, our listeners, for Jan, who's uh, sent the message in from, uh, um, if I get my state abbreviations, it looks like Indiana. Yeah, well, from my point of view, it's the uh, family, especially this time of year, it's like, oh, we're going to go to Christmas dinner. And I guess you guys, Thanksgiving, has that come yet, been and gone yet? Not yet. Not yet, and you know we we all get together. You can't you can't really choose your relate you, you know your relations. You're born into that family, um, and often it's like oh I really don't want to go. I, and so how much resistance and reaction is there, and what does that resistance create? Does when you're actually in it, does it feel fun and exciting, or is resistance usually a heavy and clunky thing? So, so when you're in that resistance, it's sort of like, okay, you might want to ask, okay, are these, are these feelings that I'm actually having, are these all mine or am I just sort of connecting with all my family? This person doesn't like this person, this person doesn't like that person. And then, and then oh, it's not even mine. Okay, so maybe you want to then return it to sender with, with all the consciousness of the universe attached and if you do that enough times, you might actually get some clarity on where where you're actually picking up other people and in your family as well, picking up other people's 
feelings and thoughts of what's going on um, in the family, and that way you can have more lightness. So when you when you go to the family, you're not already going there with this huge amount of resistance. And it and I worked with a lady years ago that went to went to a wedding, and her husband was really her ex husband was going to go to the wedding too. It was their daughter's wedding, and she was really terrified about going. So we just had a look at that and we had a look at that simple tool of, you know, who does this thought feeling belong to? And we just cleared it by saying, return it to sender with all the consciousness of the universe attached. And we just did that basically for an hour. And then uh, I didn't see her for two or three weeks and she went to the wedding. She came back and she, she saw me in the shop that I was working in. She came up, she gave me a huge hug and she said it was the easiest that, my relationship with with my ex husband has ever been, and the wedding just went nice and smoothly and easily. So that's a great tool to use. It is a great tool to use, and you know, I, I want to kind of get back to this idea of choice and the power of the ten seconds, and 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 how. What is the process? What is the exact tool, Gary, that one can use? Um, in those 10 seconds, you know, to, to really get in touch with where they are with something. You know, please share with our listeners, you know, what the, one of the tools might be from, uh, from Access Consciousness. Well, from my point of view, is if I had 10 seconds risk to, you know, if I had 10 seconds to live the rest of my life, what would I choose? Yeah. yeah. It's like, and literally it's that. It's like, see, when I was 17, my father died of a heart attack, and I had been mad at him for two years for something that I thought he was terrible to have done to me. And so I didn't talk to him for two years before he died. I wouldn't talk to the man. And he was just trying to teach me his lesson, not mine, when he did this thing and when I was 15. And so when he died, I went, oh, my God. It's like I just spent two years trying to avoid uh this man and i lost any chance to ever talk to him wow that's really not cool what else could i have done if i had mm. been willing to talk to him what would i have said what would i have wanted to say i realized at that point you know it's like you got 10 seconds you, you know that person could die in the next 10 seconds or you could die in the next 10 seconds uh or he would he want to live from the upset and the intrigue or something else one of the tools I've just been recently giving people is what invention are you using to create the upset you are choosing? Mm. What I know wow. people create their upsets and they think somehow they're, you know. Well, we think somebody else is responsible for our upsets. We don't yeah. think we're creating our upsets. No. I mean, come on. It's, it's not me, Gary. Liam. But it's like you have to keep half <laughs> place for it to be in place. You get rid of one half of it, the other side falls apart. What does it take for us to really take this introspective look? You know, it's funny because um, I talk to a lot of people um, every day of my life. And I know that there have been some things in my own life, especially the death of my mom when I was seven years old. And, you, you know, thinking that there was a part of that that I contributed to for a really long time. And, of course, my mother was gone, so there was no way I could ever, you know, resolve that with any part of my family at all. Um, and, you know, we think to ourselves, okay, what can I do in this situation to create a shift here? You know, am I capable 
uh, Gary and Liam, of changing my point of view about something, which actually will have a ripple effect. And I, and I want to talk about this from a, a couple of different points of view, things that have come up on the show here in the past week or so, especially around relationships. How does my point of view make the situation better or worse? Well, it's like whatever point of view we take. I know it's like my ex-wife had the point of view that her anger was her power. And getting angry mm. at people or getting angry about things was the way in which she felt she was creating. And so she would get angry and I would put up defenses. And then it's like I got this awareness that my putting up a defense only allowed her something to, you know, to fight against. So as long as I had a defense, she had to fight. And I went, okay, I need to change something here. It's like, what, you know, what is it that I need to do or be different? And what I finally realized is if I would put down the barriers, then she would not fight anymore. So I started putting down the barriers instead of keeping them up. I would force them down, which it takes some work, but I would force them down. And then her anger would dissipate within two or three minutes where before we'd be arguing for hours. And it's like, it doesn't require you to put up resistance to anything to get a change. It requires you to never defend anything. And then there's nothing to deal with. Everything works. Wow, boy, I'll tell you, you know, that really sends the ego on vacation, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's like you know take this one-way ticket and you know by the way we'll give you first class seats but it does i mean we it really does ask each of us to show up in a very different way you know someone a, a while ago really long time ago said to me and and i really didn't understand this till later in my life you know said to me early on do you want to be right or do you want to be happy and I've never understood that. You know, I, I used to think to myself, well, I don't understand how I could be happy if I'm not being right. Exactly. <laughs> but I'll tell you, you, you know, that really didn't work all that well for me. Aren't, don't we argue for our own limitations, especially in relationship, whether it be with a loved one, with a family member, or with a boss? You know, there's a part of us that, doesn't want to give in, that feels like if we're at this place where we're not judging, where we're, we're, we're at the place where we're not arguing for our limitations, that we've somehow lost or we're somehow losing. I mean, isn't this a quite a, a confusing conversation shift for people in understanding relationships? Yeah, Absolutely. Because it's like what we think is being right is what you know is what's going to create the place where people that we're with will see the rightness of us and they will like us. Nobody likes you when you're right. They only like you when you're wrong. Which comes to that that tool as uh, you're right and I'm wrong. So if if you're willing to if you're willing to say to somebody um, you're right and I'm wrong, then they get got what they wanted. They wanted to be right. So then there's no more energy for them to, um, to defend against. Mm. Well, there's a part of this that I'd like both of you to explain because it's, you know, and I got, a, I, I got another message on this here, which is so appropriate for the conversation. You know, a lot of times if we do that, 
you know, we feel like we're giving up something. We're giving up our power. But there's another part of it. You know, if we actually say, uh, you're right, I'm wrong, it doesn't mean that we're yielding to doing something that we don't want to do, uh, especially if it, the conversation is around a decision point. Can you guys talk to that a bit, please? Sure. I've got a perfect example of this, okay? Okay. I had uh, I had this lady who called me and she says, I'm here with my mother and she's a born again and she's driving me crazy. You know, she keeps, you know, she keeps telling me I'm wrong. And it's like, and she keeps telling me I'm doing the wrong thing. And I said, okay, so all you got to do is tell her she's right and you're wrong. And I said, you tell her three times, oh, you know what, mom, you're right, I'm wrong. I said, after the third time, she'll say to you, you're not wrong, honey, you're just mistaken. <laughs> and she said but I can't do that I'm not wrong I said I didn't say you had to be wrong I said you had to tell her she was right because she is right from her point of view that doesn't make you wrong because she's right from her own point of view that means you don't agree with her but you don't have to fight to prove the rightness of your point of view and she won't have to fight to prove hers so she called me up about 10 days later and she says oh my god it was the best trip I ever had with my mother I just told her she was right, and she go, honey, you're just mistaken. It's okay. You're young yet. And she said, not only did I have a good time with her, but she gave me $5,000 when I left. <laughs> That's so cool because I, I think I owe Gary a dollar on this one because I was a bit skeptical about using that myself at the beginning. And my partner does access too. So one time um, I had – done something wrong in her eyes and I, I rang up and she was very angry at me and I said to her, oh, look, sorry, I'm, you're right and I'm wrong. And she said to me, don't you use those access tools on me. <laughs> and um, I said, I, you're, you're right, I'm wrong, I'm sorry. And she said, you're still doing it. I said, okay, sorry, 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 you're right, I'm wrong. What can I do to make up for the damage done? And Immediately after getting it out the third time, even though she knew what I was doing, the energy dissipated with such ease and everything expanded and it was so much more joyful. So, Gary, you can pick up your dollar and i see you in a few weeks. Oh, okay. very good. They're very good. I think this is very, for those of you listening to the show, let me just make sure everybody out there knows, you know, Liam Phillips joining me here today, Gary Douglas joining me here today. You know, we're talking about relationships, but but for me, really, most importantly, what I've learned from my very short time with Gary, Dr. Dane, Liam, and many others uh, uh, about the tools and access consciousness are really uh, profound. I mean, what I love about this work is that you can be listening to this show and, and you've learned now at least three different tools from just this show today, at least. And those are things you can implement in your life immediately. And those are things that I've actually implemented in my life. I will say that I don't always do them perfectly, but I'll tell you, it's great to have them as a go-to. What I would love for both of you to do is let our listeners know how they can find out more about you. And the other thing that's so important is you guys are doing workshops all over the world. You do them online. 
Uh, people can even become certified in a lot of areas. So I, I really would love um, for you, Gary, first, and then Liam, to let people know how they can find out more about you, how they can find out more about Access Consciousness. Well, you can find out more about Access Consciousness is at accessconsciousness.com. And that's A-C-C-E-S-S-C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-N-E-S-S. Whew. That's a mouthful. So yeah. And it's like you can contact me there. Just write in Gary and, you know, Gary Douglas and you'll find me. So you can contact me there if you want to. Whatever. Excellent. And Liam, how about you? And uh, please tell folks what some of the upcoming classes are that you all are planning as well, Liam. Yeah, sure. Um, well, you can contact me at liamphillips.com. Or you can um, uh, go to my access website, which is liamphillips.accessconsciousness.com. Um, one of the exciting things that's been occurring with access of late is um, live streaming. And, oh, my God, I was just watching the, the uh, foundational level one that Gary live streamed across the, across the universe yes. um, on the weekend, and it was just totally amazing. And even though I was sitting at home watching... Um, it was one of the foundations and level ones, and I've been to lots, um, that has really, really made a, a huge impact on my life. So so even if you're choosing to not show up for a, a live class, you can, you can show up for these live streaming classes, and you can find those. We're having a few with the Access Consciousness, um, with um, Dr. Dane here with the ESB coming up in Australia. And Gary Douglas is also doing a live stream two and three from Australia. And um, they've been, um, they have this generosity of spirit and they, they give us, they, they give uh, lunch times and after class, they give the possibility to other facilitators such as myself with Curing the Incurable um, to actually do some live streaming too. So those areas that Gary and Dane don't have time to actually um, look at in any depth. Other facilitators have taken that on board, and so you can you can watch that live stream anywhere in the world, which is just amazing. Thank you, Gary. Um, I'm grateful for all of you guys because it's like, I mean, we did this because what we really wanted people to get is how to apply the tools to some area that you already knew about. Right. And you're good at is like doesn't need to be thrown out. You know, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. You know, it's really it's really fascinating to me because you guys have been, you know, part, joining me on air now uh, for a number of different months. And we got a call the other day uh, at the radio studio and the radio studio says, you know, was trying to find out uh, if it was one of our shows that we did where we were talking about judgment. And what they said to the, the actually they they actually called in to the actually program director, uh, who manages over sixty sixty shows, right? And they were trying to find out, you know, who was it that was working on getting their book written? And Gary, you remember that you and Dr. Dane did, you know, worked with me on air with that? Yeah. And so they tried to find that out at the station, and and they ultimately did get back to Benny, who did get back to me. But what I love about that is our job is to get the message out in the airwaves. Half the time, the people don't even remember 
where they heard a message or a tool from. But the point that I'm making to bring this up to both of you is they heard it. They're using it, and they want more of it. And that's the power of what both of you have done. And both of you, uh, Glenna as well, uh, you know, Brenda St. Louis, so many of the folks that work in access consciousness have been spreading the word, and it is getting out to so many people. So congratulations to you guys for staying in there and expanding and growing and inviting people into your family. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so interesting that you say that because so many, so many times it's like you wonder whether you're getting things across and then you find out that somebody, you know, like six months later remembers that tool, remembers where they heard it, but not what it was really all about. And then they go looking for more. And that's really the greatest gift that I know for me personally, that's the greatest gift I get all the time. Well, it's really funny because my coaching client, I, ha- I, I do coaching, and one of my coaching clients said to me during the middle of our coaching session, she said, am I allowed to change my mind every 10 seconds when we're talking about some of this? And I, and I, and I just looked at her, and she said, yeah, you know. From the radio show. And I said, mm-hmm. of course, of course you can. <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys. I want to ask you one last question each. What is your personal message? What would you like to leave our listeners with? And I cannot thank you enough for your contribution. Thank you. Okay. Well, for me, it's like, which would you rather be right or free? Because mm. it's like, if you're right, you have no freedom. You have to defend your rightness forever. If you have no defense, you have freedom to choose. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Liam? From me, as I think you said it at the beginning, it's like the joy of healing. What if healing was not something that was had to be serious or heavy or difficult? What if it could be easy and what if you choosing joy and happiness could create a different possibility for not only you and your body, but for the entire world and the planet? Mm. Thank you both so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to just let everyone know, for more information about the Dr. Pacho, and if you've missed any, any part of this conversation, because we've talked about a lot, uh, please go ahead and go to the drpatshow.com. Remember, please check out all of the seminars, all of the uh, you know, global, I should say, ways for you to find out more about changing your life and changing it for good, you want to go to accessconsciousness.com. If you don't remember that, just go to the drpatshow.com and you'll be able to find information right there on our homepage about Gary, Dr. Dane, and so many other people. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. And Make sure that you stay tuned for the next show that we do with Gary and Dr. Dane. We'll see you next time on The Dr. Pat Show. It's stepping down your soapbox. Way too high overgrown
ground Or touch the sky Your high horse Is taken north And left to you Nowhere to be found Better off dead Or so you said But don't worry We all fall down somehow Oh someday Not somehow Not me We are living in a time of great challenges and greater opportunity for transformation. The good news is that public awareness of the need for change is also growing exponentially. More than ever, your transformative message is needed to empower millions across the globe. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, host of The Dr. Pat Show, and I'm excited about announcing an unprecedented opportunity for growth as we expand our broadcast by launching Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. Join me and a team of amazing people and host your own show on Transformation Talk Radio. Get ready to expand your horizons, tap into the best listeners anywhere, and join one of the most positive and expansive networks today. Historically, there came a time when the boundary of water was transcended as man developed the boat and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at transformationtalkradio.com. Transformation Talk Radio, a higher consciousness perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. Call in, connect, make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in, transformationtalkradio.com. Hey, everybody. We'll see you there. Transform. Transformation Talk Radio.com. Transform your life.